0: hey there welcome to the all things life podcast i'm your host leela ben i'm 21 years old and figuring life out whatever that means tune in for chats about all of the cringy the bad the funny and the rad life stuff that i think is important to share with you this is a journey, and I'm glad you're here. So, enjoy this All Things Life crazy ride. Now, let's get chatting. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode with All Things Life podcast. Today, I have the most exciting episode yet. I got to have Kate Fenton on as a guest, which was super exciting for me because I followed her since I was 14 or so years old. We Pretty much get to know Kate and who she is and what she stands for. And we touch on topics such as sex, body image and some advice for relationships from Kate herself. So I hope you get out as much as I got out because I really enjoyed my chat with Kate. We did have some technical technical difficulties, which is just my luck. So some of the audio might be a bit shit which I'm very sorry, but please hold in there because most of the audio is pretty good. I tried to cut out as much as I could without missing all the really good chats. So I hope you can stick by and listen to this chat. It was really fun and I can't wait for you to listen. Hello. Hi, hey, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? Give me one second. I'm just being like super ritualistic right now.
0: <laughs> no worries. How are you? I'm all right. How are you going? really well. How's lockdown treating you this week? Uh, I'm like at the point point I moved back to Perth. Or really, yeah, it's just like it's just been so long, and especially when I don't have any family or friends here, it makes it so much harder. And like my ang- my anxiety is so bad lately, but it's okay. Maybe two weeks to go. How is yoga?
1: Oh, my God, I've had the most wonderful week of my life, I think.
0: Yeah, happy birthday for the other day, too.
1: Um, Thank you. Um,
0: Yeah, my birthday was amazing.
1: Um, Yoga was epic. It was It's always so good, you know, when you have, like, that one one person that you – one teacher that you vibe with and they just, like, kind of know what you like and – it was just so lovely. And I haven't been able to do that class in a while because um, I've been working Friday mornings, so I smashed
0: it. Awesome. I can not wait? wait to, like, do any kind of fitness class when they open up. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing it in. Sorry. that's no, okay. That's okay. All right. So my first question is, Um, question I ask all my guests and it's what's one thing you wish to do before you die and how you achieve that?
1: I like this question a lot. (laughs) So I've been thinking about this. Um, I have two answers. I actually have a lot of answers, but my two top of the list ones, um, one is for like the wholesome side of Kate and the other one is for like my adrenaline junkie, crazy bitch side of Kate. So we'll go with that one first, but I would love to base jump one time in my life because I think it's so sick putting on a little suit and just becoming a flying fox. I mean, that's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, I agree, definitely. And
1: the other one, The other one, which would have to be, I think this is the one that I will achieve in my life. The other one's a bit, like, you know, crazy. I would love to buy a beautiful property, maybe out near, like, Mawoolumba or Mullumbimbi or, you know, something kind of, like, sub-temperate rainforest vibe and have my little sustainable, completely sustainable farm and have a little cafe on my land um, and just have people come sit in my little house cafe and eat my beautiful food that I make because I really love cooking and I love sharing meals with
0: people where
1: they are friends, family or complete strangers. So that that's my answer.
0: <laughs> Sounds like the dream, seriously. Yeah,
1: I think mostly it's just like – The way that we farm and stuff is so such a detriment to our climate. And I think if more people knew that and we had a better educational system, then you know, more people would be doing this and more people would want to go buy a beautiful property and plant some trees and help lower CO two emissions and you know, do all that sort of stuff that makes us healthier as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it just comes down to the values that you hold. I feel like a lot of people are, yeah, like you said, uneducated. Um, but do you think you've got that view from your childhood? I
1: think it's more of a rebelling situation. I I grew up in a pretty, like, white privileged family and I'm I'm okay to admit that. But my lifestyle now is completely different to the one that I was living when I grew up I guess in a in a way it's still kind of white privilege like I love my cars and I love all those stupid materialistic things but I know that I'm completely fine without them um but in the way that I eat in the way that I live it's very different to you know the odd, the odd bottle of rosé every so often but yeah I, I live pretty healthy and that's just because I grew up in a family with two working parents that wanted to give their three kids everything. So,
0: yeah. So do you think that way of living that you live now has come from not wanting to have the same life that your parents had?
1: 100%. 100%, yeah. My mum and dad are little worker bees and they came from nothing and – they're doing really well and it's taken them 30 years to, you know, have what they have and build their own little empire. But I am so okay with just sitting or living in a van or living in the bush and having my own vegetables and not having to do anything with anybody. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, sounds bad. Yeah. Like do you have a good relationship with your parents though? even though you have um pretty different values
1: oh yeah i love the shit out of my parents like they are the two people that i could call them at any time and they're obviously in wa like my whole family is still in perth and i'm over here in newcastle so we're pretty far away but i know that i could call them at any time day or night and they would pick up the phone you know and they would be there and they can give me advice i mean that's only that's only really been happening the last year or so I think maybe I just was rebelling so much and I just didn't want to borrow it and that's why I've lived over the other side of the country for six years (laughs) but I love my parents and I love what they've brought to my life and how they've raised me my brother and sister and yeah I'm so grateful for them they're they're pretty magic people. I love I love the shit out of them. They're the, they're the greatest. But I live over here. <laughs> so it kind of makes me feel bad too. Like I don't want to go through my whole life and not really know my parents really well. Like I want them to be my best friends and I want to do that. So I've always got that gravitational pull to go home and spend more time in Perth and know my family a bit better. But then I'm like, eh,
0: rainforest. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's definitely putting yourself first. And I think for, if I was a parent, I'd want to see my kids doing what they want to do and pursuing what they want to pursue. So, and I um,
1: I know that
0: they support me in
1: whatever I do. Unless I'm, unless I'm being a jackass, and then they're like, "Kate, hey, pull your shit together, come on."
0: Yeah, which I feel like is every normal parent. Yeah,
1: that's the best, right? That's why we have them. The yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, so you grew up in Perth. What was your high school experience like?
1: Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I swear.
0: That's fine.
1: Okay. Uh, I I hated high school. And that's that's speaking very lightly on the topic. I got bullied pretty badly. And then I was the bully when I was. So it was like that weird vicious cycle of like, well, fuck you, you're being mean to me, so I'm going to be mean back to you. And then, you know, you just become really violent and irrational. and Yeah, it just wasn't nice. It, for me, it was an experience that has shaped who I am now. But in saying so, it's definitely one that still doesn't sit very nicely with me. <laughs> like whenever I see people from high school, I'm like, oh, God, hey, but – I don't know you learn you learn to deal with it and it's just trauma and it's a pretty weird experience when you think about high school like you get thrown into these disgusting buildings with these humans that you don't know and that you probably wouldn't mix with and you have to learn to get along and you have to sit through that and try and manage emotions and hormones and you know, becoming a woman or becoming a man and or whatever. It's just, it's, it's quite hard. And I understand why so many kids in high school kind of lose their marbles.
0: It's definitely a weird dynamic. And like, I can agree with you. I had a, a shit time in high school. And every time I even think about going back to my hometown, which is Esperance, I'm just filled with dread because I just don't want to see anyone I went to school with or anything, but I think I'm still definitely working through those emotions. I'm, I am think you hold a lot of resent for a little while.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I'm so I just turned 27, obviously. Um, I've been out of school for 10 years. Like that's crazy. <laughs> um. And I still, I still work through that and I know that is part of the reason why my relationship with my parents was so rocky for a while there and I don't know, I think you just grow up and you finally realise that like why the fuck am I feeling this shit feeling? Like fuck it, who cares? No one cares. Like you're all growing up and when you're in high school and you're going through school, it's the weirdest time in your life and if you hold – if you hold that against yourself, whatever you did, whether you were an idiot or a bully or an asshole, you did some regrettable things. If you're that hard on yourself and you can't let go of it, of course it's gonna make your adult life so much more difficult. You just gotta let go. Just be like, fuck it. <laughs> like who cares? Who actually cares? And if you see these people, like depends you know, everyone changes, we all change and we all grow. And whether these people are growing or changing, that's their, that's their decision. And if they're not, then that's fine. I wish you well, like good luck with life, dude.
0: That's cool. Do you, do you feel like, like from all the bullying and the really bad experience in high school that you kind of suffered with some mental health issues or was it just like, oh, fuck this and um, can't wait to finish?
1: Oh I think I think maybe school was a trigger for my mental health issues and I don't think I actually have mental health issues I'm doing like in burden commas right now but I think that I I know what patterns I have and how to break them and when they come up and what my triggers are and I wouldn't call them issues I think everybody has different mental health levels and depending your where you are in life and what you've been through and all that sort of stuff, obviously it's going to be completely different for the person next to you. But, um, yeah, I think high school definitely, definitely rocked me to my core, like massively. I still think about it now and I'm like, oh, God. Um, but it made me... I don't know, in life it's made me definitely feel a lot more compassion towards people who are struggling with mental health Um, and to be a little bit more open-hearted and open-minded towards those people because some people just can't help it. And if you're someone that can help it and does have the awareness around that, then we should be able to be a little bit kinder be a little bit more compassionate and be a little bit nicer to others and most importantly to ourselves because if you're not kind to yourself then you don't have any energy to be kind to others
0: I don't know it just seems like as the generations are going we're losing the kindness in the world which sounds pretty grim but I know that's my take on when I'm seeing my little brother growing up and everything I'm just like Man, like we need to instill some like positive behaviours into these children.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, this is why I think it goes back to our education system as well. Like we're still we're still working on the system that was made when we were like becoming a whatever we are (laughs) fucking country. Um I've lost my words. Um so yeah, I think I think our the government is not growing or changing with us as people. I don't know, that's a huge state, a massive statement. But, you know, if it was, I think we would have more Steiner schools or not even Steiner school. I think our education system would just be a lot more open-minded and just have more interesting shit. Like, you know, what are the five subjects? Like English, maths... Christian ed if you have that. Um society oh I don't even remember. And science. Oh science. He's a love science. But you know what I mean? Like where what about instead of doing that, why don't we add in like farming or sustainable energy or things that are what's the word for it? Oh my god, I'm having the biggest mental blank today.
0: Oh, that's me every um, day.
1: <laughs> far out <laughs> we just need things that are, uh, um, are happening in our world today everything needs to be up up to speed and we need to be chopping and changing and growing together as as people and as a country and as a society and when we don't do that that's when we become imbalanced yeah. and that's why shit's crazy at the moment and it doesn't help when we have like covid covid's been the biggest cock block ever I think a lot has to change, but I think we're doing pretty okay
0: as well. I think it also comes down to the fact that we're run this, I, I don't know if this sounds bad, but we're run by old white men, majority. So they, I feel like government's stuck in their ways and there's all these young people that want change, but like it's like we're divided between the generations.
1: Yeah, of course. There's a massive division between us because think about... There's not that many young people in Parliament, I don't think. I've got a few friends at Liverpool at the moment and, yeah, they're 28, I think, and they're probably some of the youngest people there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hopefully the Parliament people are listening today. Hear us. (laughs) Just two girls from D.A. talking
1: a whole lot of shit.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to on to the next topic and obviously we had a little bit of a chat before we've come to speak today and you talked about how you've in the past experienced you know body image issues could you tell me a bit about that oh my gosh where do i start
1: (laughs) um all right well a bit of a background don't want to make your ears bleed um so i started modeling when i was six which is a pretty weird idea to wrap your head around, I guess. Now in my adult life, I'm like, wow, 21 years ago, I was modeling on a catwalk or posing for pictures. Like it's super strange. I actually can't quite fathom it. But mum and dad put me through modeling classes just because I literally was like a Tonka truck kid. I was a little boy and – I think they just wanted to teach me how to like walk, talk, be a lady. And in some sense, it worked. In other senses, it fucked me up <laughs> because straight away you're lining up with a bunch of women or little girls and you're being scrutinized and judged for how you look. And obviously, we're all unique. Obviously, our bodies are all different. Obviously, our personalities are all different. Yet, if you don't look a certain way, you don't speak a certain way, you don't act a certain way, then they don't want you. And I think that is the fundamental challenge and reasoning behind my issues. I hate that word. Um that I have in my adult life that I'm still trying to navigate around. So, yeah, I don't know. Modelling is a pretty crazy industry. But that that is where it's all stemmed from. I think it goes back to judgment and not feeling good enough. And it's just the same things that you hear with everybody, you know. Whether you're judging yourself with a girl in the aisle at Harris Farm or, you know, at the beach wherever like if you're not a size six who who cares i say this and i'm like oh my god kate you care but it's like you slowly realize that we're all different yet we're all the same you know we're all a body
0: so you started at six and are you still modeling now or did you kind of can that i
1: well it has been pretty it's been like a weird kind of Roller coaster um, obviously I still model um, I still model for a few friends in Newcastle who have beautiful businesses um, like Hallie the label um, a few other ones as well but that's more of a freelancing I think when I moved so I stopped modeling after like 10 years so 16 17 when I basically ended high school I was like, I'm out of here and I guess it was getting to that point where I was noticing that I wasn't well. I was really skinny um, and I wasn't – my relationship with food and the reflection in the mirror was not one of love um, or good feels. So I, I left and then I had obviously the first couple of years of adult life when you leave school, is a bit like party, party, party or study, which I definitely wasn't doing. Um, and then I left. I left Perth and went to Queensland, and my modelling career kind of took off there. I just started working with my friend Marissa, who's um, a really talented photographer, my friend Troy as well, and um, Sticks and Stones, Ainsley. She's an absolute bubba. I love her. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just started modelling, and it was nice this time because I felt – good within myself or good enough within myself to express who I was and I didn't have to, um, you know, judge myself
0: and I wasn't next to people and I wasn't feeling crap. So from this personal experience, do you, do you kind of wish that your parents never put you through that modelling experience at the age of six?
1: I really wish for anything to be different in my life just because it is what it is and I can't change it. So why, why want something different and beat yourself up about it? I'm, I'm really actually grateful for the experience because it's teaching me heaps and I'm still going through it, you know? It's it's still a journey. As much as that sounds super, like, yogi of me, um, it is. That's exactly what this life is, right? And It's crazy, (laughs) it's nuts. Like some days I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I rage and I want to smash the mirror and I get really fucking angry. And other days I sit here like today and I'm like, I feel so good in my body. I feel lovely, like this is the best. And this body is the reason why I'm walking around this beautiful planet and speaking to beautiful people like you. So why shouldn't I be feeling great? You know, why shouldn't I feel thankful? That I have this beautiful body.
0: Did it did it take you a while to have such a positive outlook on life? Because I feel like oh fuck yeah. yeah, for me it took a long time. I obviously still have my bad days, normal human things. But for a while I was just like ugh, like always looking at the negative, and now I kind of try and look at it the glass half full. How did you get to that point?
1: Yeah, I think it's taken me a long time, and. I haven't always been so positive, and obviously i of the same. I think as humans we have a negative bias, so we always kind of get stuck on that mental cycle of, like, this isn't isn't good, but I think if you have the awareness around to be like, wow, I'm being a brat today and I'm not feeling good, it's just going to be like, dude, what is positive in your life right now? Otherwise, like, it's too fucking hard. Life's too, like, it's just why might be negative
0: yeah exactly but you I feel like as humans we have bad days and how do you think you kind of cope with those
1: um depends what kind of bad it is if it's like bad because um I'm not feeling good if it's bad because someone's not treating me the way that I feel I should be treated it's bad because my car didn't start it's bad because my period's four days late bad because i'm constipated it's bad because the power went out overnight and i think my fridge is fucking alive anymore um it really depends but most of the time i'm i just do yoga um i love 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 my job so i think that's really imperative to a good mental state like i love my job so much it's ridiculous um Yeah, I guess when I have a bad day, I'm just, like, get in the ocean, write some things, I won't lie, I'd smoke a joint. (laughs) And I just go out. I just make myself a beautiful meal too. Like, if I'm having a rubbish day, I have to make my favourite food and that's going to be something Japanese or something yum. Or I take myself down to the ocean if it's a nice day and I read a book and get in the ocean and I scream under the ocean so loud and
0: I'm good. Yeah, I'll be doing that after lockdown when I'm allowed at the beach. I'll just be
1: screaming like,
0: fuck you, Dan Andrews.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, no more ocean chat.
0: Yeah, I'm sick sick of nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So while we're on the topic of the journey of life, you were telling me about how you've had a couple of relationships that have really taught you some things and I'd love to shed some light on that. So what have your past relationships and you know breakups taught you? My
1: relationships have taught me so much. I could reel off each lesson that each relationship has taught me and how I am putting that into practice now. Um, I guess it's really different. I guess the one thing that every relationship and every breakup teaches me is that you need to remain open and don't let your heart harden and let people into your space and like learn, learn about each other and be happy. It's so fun when you get to like meet a new person and be like, let's make our little worlds collide for a hot minute and see what happens. Like, could be a friend, could be a lover, could be a really quick relationship, could end up being someone that you're best friends with for life depends. I think in lessons in love is just I don't know you have you have to be so kind and gentle and my my psychologist Karen who's a really good friend of mine in Perth who's probably the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life I love her immensely. She always tells me she's like you know there's a scale of self-love whether you hate to share yourself one day and you are literally your best friend, you have to treat yourself as if you're a new lover. And it's always exciting that first couple of months. It's always, you know, the honeymoon period. You want to get to know the person and spend every day together and, you know, just have fun days and do everything and always laugh. And that's great. But you need to be able to do that with yourself as well. You need to be able to... Be nice to yourself and be like, all right, well, you're kind of annoying me today, Kate, so I'm going to take you out for a little coffee date and then we're going to go home and you're going to do a little stretch and then you're probably going to go to work because that's all you love to do and then everything's going to be okay. I guess it's just relationships. Yeah, you just got to remain open. Don't don't let your heart harden and don't bring your shit from an ex-relationship or the pain of someone else hurting you into a new relationship with someone because that person doesn't deserve it and neither do you. I'm still putting all of these things into practice. That's what life is about. It's about not slipping up. And if you do slip up, just be like, fuck man, I slipped up, you know? Sorry, oops, my bad. I'm gonna learn again and this time I'll be better. I don't have to be the best, I don't have to be perfect. I just need to be okay with who I am, what I'm doing. One, one thing that my friend Wade said to me, I went to Burning Man for my 24th birthday, I think it was. And he said to me, take me as I am or watch me as I go. And that's like the one mantra or motto in life that I have not let go of. So that's been three, four years and I live by that still. Take me as I am or watch me as I go. And I think if you stick by that, and when I am sticking by that, oh, my God, my life is fucking amazing. I'm flourishing and I'm I'm feeling good. And everyone in my life knows where they stand with me and how much I love them and appreciate them. And I know how much I love myself and appreciate myself. So I think that's a really good one, especially for young people too, you know. We're all still learning. You're always growing. You're always learning about yourself. But if you can sit there and say, I like these key attributes and these aren't going to change. These are my core values. This is my where my moral compass points north and this is where it points south. Then I think that's, you know, how you should live your life. Take me as I am or watch me as I go.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I also know that you do quite a bit of writing because you have the Seductive Nectar page on Instagram and it's for your poetry. What kind of inspired you to share that with the world? Um,
1: I don't i kind of let it slip now, haven't I? I just realised that I haven't posted in a while. Whoopsie. I don't know. Writing for me is my creative outlet, I'd like to say, but it's also how I kind of keep myself in check. I have been really lazy with my writing as of late. Um, I've just been, I've actually been journaling most days. I had a really good friend of mine who bought me these like cute little three pack diaries. Um, bloody sweetheart. Cause he knows how much I love writing and I have filled one of those up in like a month. They're just handy little books that I keep in my diary and I move them out whenever I can before I start yoga and I don't know, writing, writing for me is just getting my thoughts out of my head so I can go on to the next thing. I think with seductive nectar, though, it's more of my experience with love and sex and my erotic thoughts and daydreaming. I'm a pretty sexual person and I'm I'm okay with that. Actually, I fucking love it. Um, Most people don't appreciate it.
0: Being okay and in touch with your sexuality and wanting to have sex and being open about it is really a struggle for a lot of people, especially because society's kind of not teaching women that it's okay.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think just being okay with who you are and what you want as a sexual being is fine. I think you start to learn how to speak openly about things and not be ashamed and shame is a huge thing I still get it like I I still freak out sometimes to tell a lover of mine to be like can you please slow down or can you do this or that doesn't feel that great can we try this position I think it's just about being gentle with each other like You can make love, you can slam, you can fuck, you can get animalistic, you can do whatever the fuck you want, you can use toys, you can be crazy. Like, be okay with it. And if the person that you're sharing that experience with isn't, then that's okay too. Be okay with what's going on. And if you're not okay with it, then stop and say, hey, no. Once you say no, that's consent. Like, no more. Done. That's... You stop straight away, you know. I think we don't get taught this enough in school. The experience, like, think about it as this: life, life is, life is sex for us, right? We're having sex, we're we're experiencing sex, and we're experiencing life. Death is what happens at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. coming yeah. or having orgasm is like death at the in your life. You don't. It's not about getting there. It's not about it's, it. It's about experiencing whatever it is with that person. I actually get pissed off <laughs> when it finishes. Like when when I come, I'm like, oh god, damn! Like it's it's already over, and you can go again. That's fine if you're if you can train yourself to do that. But sometimes it's like three hours in, and you're like, oh my god, my Saturday's gone. You know, you've <laughs> you've got to enjoy it. You've got to love it, and it's got to feel. Fucking good. Like my god, I've had so much sex in my life. <laughs> like, I I really thoroughly enjoy having sex. But I've had bad sex, and bad sex is not fun. <laughs> it is not okay. Your body, your body rejects it, your vagina doesn't want it. Nobody is having fun. But if we can learn to speak up when it starts to kind of tip over that weird edge where you're like ah, I'm not liking this or I'm uncomfortable then sex is going to be better for all the parties involved <laughs> and your experience will be better and your life will be better
0: you're eating that old old chocolate aren't you I thought you I can hear it crinkling and I'm like
1: don't really oh, my God. It. Oh, my God. I'm getting, like, I'm getting really fidgety because now we're talking about sex and I've got chocolate in front of me and I'm, like, I've got nothing to do today. It's my day off. So I'm just having, I'm having a K day, which involves lots of touching and being lovely. Yeah, we well
0: don't um, tell me about the ocean. Yeah, well, what would you <laughs>
1: – I can tell you about my own ocean. if you like? <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. I could honestly talk about this all day, though. But what I, what I wanted to say is I think I think this all goes back to the theme of this conversation. It's actually been a lot about education and being open and being okay with everything going on in your life and who you are and what's going on. And if it's a negative experience, it's not really a negative experience if you look at it with a different perspective. Everything can be turned into a positive, and I think that's really, really really important to remember when shit goes a bit haywire. Um, And just learn, keep learning and keep fucking and keep doing all the things that make you feel good. Heaps of fucking. (laughs) No, just, just be good. Just do all the things that make you happy. And for the people that want to join, let them ride in for a while. You know, it doesn't matter how long they're there. Just enjoy it for what it is. Like I've had people come into my life for five days and I thoroughly enjoy that time that I've had with them. I have people that I've still got in my life now. You know, you just, just gotta enjoy it every single day.
0: That's really good, good advice. And I feel like it kind of answers the conclusion question but I'm still gonna go ahead and ask, ask it. What is one piece of advice you would give your 21 year old self that you wish you knew back then?
1: Oh, my gosh. I Okay, so obviously you sent me these interview questions when we started chatting a few weeks ago, and I've been really sitting on them going, fuck, I don't really know how to answer this question because (laughs) I think that's all I talk about really. But um, advice that I would give my 21-year-old self, hmm, I honestly reckon it's just to be, like, more cruisy. Do do the things that make you feel good and don't let people tell you different. (laughs) I think it's all about, like, obviously look after yourself, look after others, but if something makes you feel good, then fucking do it and love it and enjoy it. Um, Don't be so hard on yourself and don't compare yourself because comparison is actually the thief of, thief of joy, but it, it fucks you up. And the more you compare yourself, the the deeper the hole is dug. It's it's not great. It's not fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. So be so be nice
0: with yourself. Have yeah. fun. So many people get caught be- in this thing where they have to do what society wants them to do. So, yeah. Be safe, but do what you want <laughs> is the, the end advice, I feel like. Because if do I know did everything like, I wanted, the- I'd be a fatty because I'd eat so much chocolate and drink so much wine. Oh,
1: yeah. My life, my life. What about balance, babe? I'm such a Libra. I'm like, well, that's balance. You've just got to, like, drink the bottle and put it down with dog. It's fine. We're
0: it's both good.
1: Libras. Are you a Libra? When's your birthday? 26th of September. Cute. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. We're both tampons. I yeah. don't think many men would get <laughs> Libra life. I love being a Libra. I love it too. It's pretty, um, I mean, I don't know. I've kind of like gone away from that whole like you're this, you're that, you're a Virgo. But yeah. I, think, I think with some people it, they definitely are their star sign.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, I know
1: there's, like, key elements of a Libra that I literally am, without a doubt. But, yeah, I don't know. Astrology, astrology is a bit of a whack one for me now. I've kind of pulled back from a lot of that.
0: Yeah, stuff. I'm up and down. Like, one day I'm interested and then the next day I'm like,
1: ugh, whatever. Oh, I'm always interested. I think, I think it's just when you – how much you like science. I love science. So – I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Believe what you want to believe. It's your life.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, especially on your day off. It's Kate's day. I just also wanted to say I've literally followed your Instagram since I was 14, which is (laughs) That's longer than any relationship I've ever had. (laughs) Kate Fenton is so cool, like this 14-year-old girl. Yeah, I just, I reached out to you because I was like, how sick would it be to talk to Kay Fenton? (laughs) Because I've literally followed her since I was 14. So here you are. It's so crazy. But thank you so much. I feel like we've covered a lot of topics today and I definitely think there'll be some good advice for some listeners to take from this. So thank you so much. And if I'm ever in Newcastle, we have to grab a coffee. Oh, is
1: it, is it? Yeah, you can come stay. I pulled out couch.
0: There you go. Bring my kelpie. I love
1: that. Um, yeah, I've had a really enjoyable time too. I wanted to say thank you because this is a pretty cool thing that you're doing and that you should definitely stick with it. I know that technical difficulties always kind of challenge you, but as I said, you just got to keep learning. Um, and you're doing something great. And fuck yeah, like, sick. I love that. It's, it's epic. Keep on doing what you want to do. Keep on asking weird people from Perth funny questions.
0: Yeah. Well, you have a lovely rest of your day and celebrate this weekend for all of us Melbournians. I don't even know how to say it Melbourne. Mel-
1: Melbourne. Well, this is, okay, this is a weird thing to like say. But so obviously, over in Perth, I don't even think we. West Aussies, right? Like, we don't really say Ian, whatever. Anyways, they say Novocastrians in Newcastle. Novocastrians? What the? Yeah. Heck? A friend of mine who's quite intelligent said that it's because novo means new.
0: Oh.
1: So, I don't know.
0: That's way That's than the Melbournians.
1: Melbournian? No, Melbournian's sick. Actually, I have a question for you and for anyone in Melbourne who's, like, sexually liberated or, you know, whatever. How how has, like, the dating scene been over there? And has it gotten to the point where everyone's, like, dirty talking with masks on? Like, is everyone, like, can't wait to rip that mask off your face later tonight, babe? Or, like, what is it? How's it all going?
0: Everyone's just doing video call dates, which I don't know how I feel about jumping on zoom with me wine and meeting someone for the first time but i guess you got to do what you got to do
1: yeah i'm not into it
0: you can go eat your old gold chockey and do all the fun stuff you have a lovely day to you soon leela see you kate bye gorgeous Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks again to Kate for coming on and giving me her time of day. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to lastly say if you're not following my Instagram, it's all things live podcast, and if you could leave a cheeky review, that would be awesome too. Have a lovely weekend, and I'll chat with you soon.